it's about Timothy, Paul tells Timothy in 1st or 2nd Timothy, I forget, to not neglect the public reading of Scripture. And I think there's a lot of ways we can interpret that, but one way is for us to read it and to read it together. So what we do today with this crucifixion account is to read the passage together. Now, not everybody is able to be here today, but Becky's not very well. So I need someone to take the part of Becky who took the part, she was taking the part of Jesus. So is there anybody that's not named on here that would like to read the part of Jesus? Okay. Um, so, no, no, no. Anybody's welcome to volunteer. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, you read the parts of Jesus which are in red and were for Becky. We have everybody else here. I'm here. Do we do Ben? Oh yeah, could you? Okay, Barry is Ben. Okay, that's good. Becky, Becky, Becky. Simon, you're here. Emma, you're here. Super. All right. And so, and then it's all the women or all the men. You see a couple of places there. So if you haven't got any speaking part, all the men do the ruler bit in sort of that kind of brown, orangey brown colour. And then the soldiers, that's all the women together in the green on page one. Okay. They are. Hey, we're, we're an egalitarian, equal opportunity. So does that make I'm editing down just a couple of um, he said, she said, or that kind of thing, you know, just to make it flow. So otherwise it's almost exactly the text in. The NIV uh, version of Luke 23 here. Everybody, it makes sense, right? Okay, let's all stand and read together then. So we're going to all read it. So I stand and read. And I'll begin to time the uh, narrator. Let's read it together and let's try and imagine what it was like to be there and to witness these events. Because that's what we're going to be discussing. So, I'll begin. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him, and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children, for the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nurse. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself. The soldiers also came up and mocked him, 
They offered him wine vinegar and said, There was a written notice above him which read, Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Don't you say God since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for what we are getting, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness the sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come from, with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the command. Let's be seated. I dare say all of us here are very familiar with the uh, with the facts of the crucifixion and a lot of the things that <coughs> go with it. But there are times to stop and ask ourselves if God could refresh our understanding of what happened and the meaning of it uh, for the world, for us as a church and and for us personally. And that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to do this today by having some small group discussions from different perspectives. From the perspectives of the thieves, from the perspective of the centurion, Jesus' perspective, and then Joseph of Arimathea, and the women as a group who are mentioned here. So we're going to be doing that by asking some questions about, what, um, about what's going on here. And I'm going to ask us in a moment to break into those groups um, to think about things from those people's perspective. And I'm going to ask us to consider what did you see and what did you hear? So if you were Joseph of Arimathea and you, you saw what had happened, what were you seeing and what were you hearing? If you were the thief, what were you hearing and what were you seeing? And then the second question is, what did it mean to you? In other words, try and imagine what it would mean to you if you were the thief on the cross, if you were the women that were there, if you were Joseph of Arimathea, if you were the centurion, what would it mean to you? Not as what does it mean to you now, but 
What might it have meant to you if you had been that person or amongst that group of women? So that's the second question. I'll, I'll hand these out in a minute. I've got them on a piece of paper. And the third question is, if you acted in this, you either said something or did something in this, uh, what we just read, what was motivating you to do that? What was motivating you to either be passive or active in what you did? And then lastly, we're going to consider, well, what does that mean personally for you and I? Now you've spent some time reflecting on the experience of the thief or the experience of the women. What do you learn from that that's useful for you? And then we'll come back and have some sharing about what we've discovered. All right? So that's what we're going to do. And I've got some bits of paper here with the questions on and from the different perspectives. So can I suggest this maybe? Um, Danny, can you be the centurion? And, and anybody who wants to think about things from the centurion's perspective, gather around Danny. Uh, who would like to be Jesus? Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay with Jesus. So, um, so she can have this one. All right, so gather around Oge for Jesus. Uh, okay, that's... Uh, I've got some... Okay. Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea. Anybody want his perspective? Thinking about it from his perspective? All right, let's give this to somebody like Barry. Okay, Joseph. Excellent, thank you. And then also the women as a group. Okay, who wants the women as a group? Uh, or I might just give it to Sarah then. Good. Okay, thank you very much. Pretty good. Uh, the thieves on the cross. Who wants to have a look at them? Thieves on the cross, yeah. Okay. Is that everybody? Have I got the lot? I think that's. Okay, so I'm going to give you some more of these because then you can give it to the other people and we'll gather with you. So move a little bit away, all right? And gather with people. There's some more. There you go. All right, gather the women. Gather around. I'm going to head down this woman. These events from these different perspectives, which I think would be interesting. By the way. This is one way to enrich your own personal Bible study, is when you're reading an historical account like this of something with characters and people in, is to try and put yourself in the shoes of the different people, viewing the incidents from different perspectives. That can be very, uh, <coughs> can help a Bible study get a bit more three-dimensional. Anyway, let's focus on what we've got here today. So, what did we notice, um, any group, what, what uh, did we uh, notice about what's going on here, what stood out to us from the different uh, perspectives of these different characters? Let's have, um, let's ask a question at a time, where's my list? Here it is. Okay, so, uh, what did you see or hear? Okay, what, what are some things that stood out to what, from what you could see or hear from these different characters' perspective? That first question, what stood out? Yes. Um, we had the thieves, and uh, one thing we actually realized is that it was very interesting to the other two that uh, they walked, then they walked all the way with Jesus all the way to the skull. So they must have seen that a lot of people were there mourning and crying out to him. So it must it must be much more. Um, it's a much more eventful walk to their death than it would have been if they would have been by themselves. So they're okay. realizing, actually, okay, there's much more actually going on, and why would otherwise gather such a big crowd for a criminal? For a criminal. Normally. Yeah. Yeah. And so they saw already 
there must there is something different about okay. this guy who walks with them. And especially as well, they were carrying their own cross, and nobody else, Jesus walked by himself, and somebody else bore his cross, and they had to drag <coughs> their own. So, uh, so, there's the, so their death or their penalty was much more public than it was if they would have been by themselves. Mm, a bigger crowd to and witness yeah. what happened to them, too. Um, hey, yeah. Let's move on, is that right? Thank you. I'll come to the other questions in a minute. That's brilliant. Thank you. Another group. What did we see? Yeah. We've got to speculate a bit because we don't know if he was even there. We don't know that much. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. We don't know if Joseph was actually there watching. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have any facts about him. One thing we can be aware of, though, that he was a member of the council. He, did this, he didn't consent to this, but he may well have um, seen an amount of self congratulation from those who did that their plan was being carried through. Mm -hmm. Which would have been difficult to handle. Yeah. I'm sure. You remember to add something to that? It, just practically, he would have seen and been up close and personal with Jesus' body after he was dead, and then the body in that form, and because uh, he wrapped it and the rest of it, that would have been, you know, emotional again for him. Very emotional situation. Yeah. Um, hands on, literally, with Jesus' own dead body. Not that many people handled Jesus' dead body. He was one of a very few number. Must have been very intense. It's also okay. interesting. Thank you. It says he was waiting mm -hmm. for the kingdom of God, so he was very aware of wanting something to happen. He was anticipating, looking forward to. Super. He was searching. All right. What about our other characters we haven't covered so far? Jesus next. Yes. Yeah. Jesus saw a lot of things. He saw the people weeping. He saw the criminals. He saw the soldiers. And in his mind. He would have been thinking, how little do they understand what's going on? Mm -hmm. He would have been compassionate towards the people who were crying and just saying, and compassionate to the thief as well who was dying. So he was seeing all that going on at the present, but he was also seeing the end game, what the goal of his death. So that's why he's able to say to the thief on the cross that today you'll be with me in paradise, because he's already there, he's already seeing that. And Seeing God's will being accomplished, even though the people around are not quite seeing it as clearly as my night. Yes, he had his eyes on some things that were not yet visible. Yeah. Well, he could see them. Super, thank you. Um, what about what about the women? What, anything stand out to you? And um, we sort of said how I mean obviously they were wailing and they were following in mourning and, and Jesus sort of turns around and tells them so don't waste the tears, sort of almost, and and it must have been quite, it must have been very disheartening because they'd followed this, they'd followed him, mm -hmm. and they they couldn't, they wouldn't have been able to go with him into the court or anything like that because mm -hmm. they were women, so they had to stand outside of and sort of almost see it from an outsider's perspective, but also mm -hmm. to hear all the abuse and things. Mm -hmm. It must have been very hard for them, but the fact that they also were able to almost be invisible because they were able to follow hmm. Joseph as well and see where he was laid and to be able to pay their respects and, okay. and <coughs> sort of they had a different kind of role to play. Yeah, yeah, super. Thank you. Good. What have we got left? Uh, centurion. Oh yes, the centurion. Yes. What? Um, what did you notice? So centurion, um, we. 
well, we don't know for sure, but you must have done duty that day. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been there. Yes. Which means he actually had a position of responsibility to make sure that everything went well mm -hmm. in terms of getting users to the face of the school. Mm -hmm. So he would have very much had his duty hat on mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. his responsible, man in charge, go there and do that. Uh, the hatting, mm -hmm. which is reminded of St. from the uh, from um, Gospels. Mm -hmm. um, so he heard everything. He would have been right next to the soldiers. He would have given direction as to what to do, um, and yeah, made sure that Jesus got to that place. But I think it would have been a different situation because I don't think he would have normally have taken criminals to a place like that with such a large crowd and that much interest in the person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So his, his senses would have been more heightened, it would have been more <coughs> a stressful situation, uh, intensely stressful situation for him, uh, making sure that he, you know criminals and Jesus would get you know hurt anymore by the crowd and you know not the crowd but now the whole management of it really was down to him. Mm -hmm. If he was a centurion because he was in charge of the so that's okay. that's what to get up to that point. Yes. Uh, yes. Questions yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, here, so here's what I'd like to do with the rest of our time. We haven't got time to go through all the questions now. There isn't time for that. So I think what I'd like to then ask next is what else just stood out to you from these other questions? Is there something that touched your heart in a different way? Helped you understand something in a different or a deeper way? Um, or just surprised you as you reflected on these questions and on these characters. So let's just have anybody share about that. Charles? I think what I... And you were looking at... Yeah, we are looking at the thieves. Thieves, that's it, sorry. So I was seeing the difference between the one's heavenly perspective of um, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm. And the other one's earthly. Just save us right now. Here, get off the cross. But both of them were in a situation of guilt at the time and yet the one was able to still have this heavenly perspective and humility at that moment. Yes. And that's what I really appreciate, mm -hmm. thinking of kind of personal situations in myself. Right. You know, never mind what the accusation is, there can be a heavenly mindset and a humility. There's a, there's a great beauty in what happens Super, thank you. Okay, anybody else about any other characters? <coughs> Clearly took a big risk because going to the pilot, he didn't know what risk to him were going to be. Uh, the building council, he'd obviously gone against them. Mm. Um, but even then, they're going and taking Jesus and burying him in his possibility for his family too. <coughs> Therefore, well, family falls down if you don't know. <laughs> uh, yes. But he went completely against public opinion mm. yeah, to yes. do what he felt was the right thing by Jesus. Um, but he couldn't control what happened. He couldn't control the events, no matter how he felt about it. Um, but all he could do was the right thing, as he felt by Jesus, and just get on with it and do it. There's an incredible depth of conviction about him, isn't there? Yeah. It was admirable. I'm not sure I'd have the guts to do what he did in that dangerous situation. Yeah. Really admirable. He could have been the second one. He could have been. What struck me is the supernatural makes up the whole thing. Mm. Because mm. I didn't realise before that the sun was black for three hours. Mm. I just thought it was an eclipse. Mm -hmm. But you don't have a 
You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly, and there were plenty of ungodly who were there at the time. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I think about the centurion who was there. as a man who didn't understand the righteousness of Jesus until he saw him die. Christ died for him. Think about the thieves on the cross. And they were both sinners, but one realized that more than the other or accepted it better than the other. And our, the power of the cross for us depends largely on how much we're willing to admit and see that we are powerless and that we have been his enemies. And yet still, Christ died for us. He died for us, willingly, because of his love. And that's shown there on the cross. Now as we prepare to take communion together, we take the bread and the wine that symbolizes the body and the blood of Christ. I've got something for us to hold on to here. As we sing a song, that we've, we've said a few times here. Um, whoops, let me go. A few more petals over there. Let's get these out. These are some rose petals. And these can symbolize your own sins, if you like, or they can symbolize Christ's blood or what Christ did for us in dying. Let's make sure everybody gets one. There. Yeah. Asagi, have you got the clicker thing? Um, yeah. Could you put up the <laughs> Do not put it in. Can we go back? Okay, I didn't put the slide. I'm going to do that in a minute. Don't worry about it for a second. Okay. Um, in a minute, we're going to sing the song above all. And the, the words of that, above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders this world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. Crucified, laid behind the stone, you lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose trampled on the ground. You took the fall and thought of me above all. We've seen the scene of the cross. Jesus on the cross thought of everybody around the cross. And even today he thinks about us as we sit here and died willingly for us. Let's pray.